Welcome to the Master Your Genius Podcast with Keith Cornies. Listen in and learn as he coaches entrepreneurs to master their genius. Here's your host, Coach Keith. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith here. Welcome to Master Your Genius Podcast. Uh, our guest today is Stu Sim. Stu's in a startup company called Modern Age and Amplify and also has a long career in sales. So we were interviewing him today to talk about what he mastered in his life to get to the level of success he has. So the takeaways today that you're going to get are, what do I need to do and how do I notice when I need to implement something into my business and make myself better? Also, he talks about what it takes to stay focused and then he talks about what he's doing with his team to stay focused and not defocused by the emotion and the thoughts that happen. So check it out. There's some great takeaways and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Coach Keith here and welcome to Master Your Genius, a podcast about delving into people's mindsets, what they've done to create their success, how they think, what they think, what they've learned about themselves. There's two kinds of podcasts that you'll find here. There'll be a coaching session where I'm working with people one-on-one and you'll also find where I'm actually taking people that are already successful in the business world, in the entrepreneur community and what did they learn about themselves? How did they get through their obstacles? And uh, hopefully what we all do from that is we all can grab information, realize that we're all dealing with this brain of ours that has us not doing the things we want to do sometimes. So I'm here with Stu Sim. Stu and I had done some work together when Stu was with Realtor.com and Top Producer, and we did some work together, some podcasts together. Actually, you brought me in, Stu, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, we did a couple of live sessions, actually, at the Remax show down in Vegas. That's right. Right? To like 300 people. Yeah, exactly. So there was this vision that you had at the time of teaming up with a coach to bring something significant. So you're kind of ahead of the game when it came to what other people were doing. That's the kind of way I saw it anyways. Yeah. Well, when we talked the first time, I remember meeting you and we were talking about mastering your genius. Yeah. And with my experience at Realtor.com, the one thing that I used to find incredibly frustrating was realtors just, they really need help. Typically, a realtor is often it's their second career. Uh, maybe it's a part-time career, and maybe they're in sales for the first time, and it's not easy for them. So I like the philosophy. I thought it really did apply to the real estate industry very specifically, and then you can just branch out from there. But great for realtors, great to hear you go up and talk in front of them, mm-hmm. and you could really see how people were really focused on what you were saying and you know writing it down, and that's where you can really tell when someone has some impact Yeah, is when the effect is being shown right in front of you. So yeah, it's pretty hard not to be liked when you tell everyone they have a genius. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> hidden in there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So why don't you just uh, give me a little bit about yourself so the people out there know who you are. I grew up originally, originally from Montreal, went to Bishop's University, took some time off life, traveled around, kind of discovered myself. That's probably the first step of actually discovering who you are. Mm-hmm. I started in my sales career when I was probably about in my late 20s. And the first job I had was selling photocopiers door to door, uh, you know, banging on doors, yellow pages in uh, East Vancouver and then North Vancouver. And I honestly look back on that job and I sometimes say, you know, when I manage sales teams now and I'll tell the guys, you know, how good they've got it here compared to what I had to do when I started because it was, I say that, you know, it's the worst job I've ever had. I mean, knocking on doors in rainy Vancouver on a fall afternoon. But you know what? I love the sales side. I love the relationship side. And that's where I really expanded on who I thought I could be. You know, there's hard 
hardcore sales guys that push and push and push. I'm much more of a relationship guy when it comes to that. And then you just start building your career. So I was always the guy who was looking for what's next. When I hit a wall or I wasn't being challenged at our inner role, I moved on to the next thing. And that led into assistant manager role, director role, senior director role, and eventually Realtor.com where I was the vice president of sales. And I had a team of about 50 salespeople plus sales ops. Plus I was doing some help with customer service. I was contributing to marketing. And that's really saw where I kind of saw my future. And then I had the opportunity to move over to Amplify, which is a startup real estate technology company focusing on social media and helping real estate agents with their business and growing their business. So, you know, when you combine the coaching element of what you do and when you combine what I do, it makes a really good relationship. When I met you, you were obviously at Realtor.com top producer and you were crushing it. When I first walked in there, I mean, what were some of the stats on sales? You had that big sales stuff, but you guys were doing like, how much were you doing per day and per month kind of thing sales there? Well, when I go back to 2011, we had 12 guys and we were doing about $6 million a year uh, in revenue. When I left, I had close to 50 people and we were doing over 22 million. Exactly. So you double that. And I know your leadership style was completely different than what I'd seen in other organizations. So let's talk about that a little bit because I want to get to the leadership part because I think we're all leaders. Like, honestly, <laughs> you know, you see it. You've probably seen it with some of the people that you hired. I met some of the guys. I really like the Irish lad. Trevor. And, and I think he was a leader. Like, he was just kind of a, a guy that, you know, led by example. Yeah, he's actually in a leadership role now. He's he's taking on a TS small team at Top Producer <coughs> and moving forward with it. But, you know, it's one of those things that you develop. And if you have a good leader above you, you can really learn from them very quickly. And in, in a couple of my positions, I had some great leaders and I felt I really learned from them. And I kind of pushed myself towards that leadership style. The biggest thing for me is the guys, if they see you as someone who can sit in their seat and do that job and be almost like a partner or a mentor to them, they respect that a lot more as opposed to that hardcore, you know, do the numbers or you're going to get fired or whatever. That, yeah. That push, push, that push, grind, push, push, right? that the grind out. Because that just puts them in panic mode. And it's much better to say, hey, listen, if you're struggling, I'll sit next to you. Let's make a few calls together and I'll give you those pointers. And they look at that and they're like, wow, a VP is taking the time to sit, you know, with me. I'm 23 years old or I'm 26 years old. And this guy's willing to spend some time with me. That really goes a long way to developing not just the sales relationship, but a future relationship outside of work Mm -hmm. and possibly in the future. Like the role I'm in now, we're very small, but we are hiring some people. And I can pretty much tell you right now, I can turn around tomorrow and have five or six sales guys come on board right away. Well, you know what to look for too, right? There's, it's, it's, you know, what's obvious is, is, you know, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book and it was, if you have 10,000 hours or 10 years, you become a master at something. And, you know, what happens is, is that mastery gives you insight into people. You become basically an expert in understanding people that need to be in sales. So first you have to understand yourself. So what did you learn about yourself that made you a great leader that you had to change? Like if you had to continue doing something one way, it wouldn't have worked for you. So what did you learn about yourself that, because if we're mastering all the things that we're good at, we're also mastering the things we're not good at. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> We've sure. We've got 10,000 hours, you <clears throat> yeah. know, mastering the things, you know, that we think we're good at that we're not. So that's, that's what I'm talking to right now. And not to focus on any negatives, but I want the people to know out there that the gremlin doors, the obstacles, the objects that get in your way are sometimes set by ourselves. 
basically our mindset and our, you know, our beliefs of what we can or can't do. So what was the first kind of aha moment or learning about yourself that you may need to change something to be a successful leader? Yeah, that's an easy one for me. It was back when I was a sales manager at Maximizer Software, just when the tech and software as a service was about to take off. Salesforce.com was just hitting the market and we were a competitor to them. And what I realized really quickly is how important it is to actually document everything. I was much more of a, call it a, a loosey, goosey, keep it in your head kind of guy. But what I, what I learned there is that myself, I can probably manage 35 ongoing deals. So it doesn't matter what size they are, but remembering the brain and all that stuff. And once I hit 36, I turned to mush. Mm. Um, overload. If, overload. And I have sales guys and I've worked with sales guys that could probably manage 70 of those deals or 70 of those transactions at one time. A good CRM system where you can actually document stuff is so important. I remember picking up the phone one time and this really important client, it was, it was going to be a huge deal for Maximizer. And I got on the phone and I, I said something and it was the wrong person, mm. right? And it really put a dent in that relationship, totally right? Report is it was, gone. Yeah, trust is gone. Trust is gone. gone. You don't even know my name or you don't know my company or my it, kid's it, it name. Was something about, it was something about the company. Well, that goes back to and, the relationship part that you yeah, talked about, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I didn't get that deal. I realized that, you know, documenting everything is so, so important. Using the CRM system and building the CRM system when you're actually using it as a company to make sure that you've got your philosophies built into it and you can follow those kind of to the letter where it's just these are the questions that I need to know about pain points, about value, about, you know, what we are going to bring to the table and what we're going to commit to. Now, you used a word a couple of weeks ago about CRM and what we do, what our company does, and it's continuity. If you can make sure that you're all answering the same questions and you've got it down to a science, that works exceptionally well. And when I took over the team at Top Producer, that's really how I could see where we were going. Because I would ask guys come into my office and say, you know, what's happening with this transaction? Let's go through you've got in the CRM. And technology can be such a benefit for you. That's what I really took away from that role and continue to yeah. grow and grow and grow with technology for sure. Well, you know, we go back to that aha moment. You lose the sale. The first reaction for anybody is to blame somebody else. Always. Those guys are losers. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Or those guys are an idiot. Or, I, didn't want talking that, about. I didn't want that deal <laughs> anyways, right? So there's this, there's this aha moment where you're aware of like, you know, my behavior, my actions are affecting my life. Did you have that moment? at that time and realize that? I totally had that. Yeah. Uh, I had that moment. And there's been several where, geez, another good example would be where you set an appointment. Let's say you set an appointment for nine o'clock in the morning. I'm going to call you at nine o'clock. And at 9.15, you're standing at the coffee station and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I've got this call. Yeah. So organization, structure, really, really important yeah. to be effective. Well, part guy. of the, the, the mastering your genius, part of the Purpose Driven Realtor program is actually creating systems for the brain. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were talking about, like Maximizer and these companies, they're actually going for the cognitive processing that humans have and trying to make it easier because you can only remember so much. Some people have great memories, some people don't. Yes. And it's again, again, reinforcing that the mistakes you made lead you to the leader that you are today. I mean, mm -hmm. I hate to be this guy that talks about this fluffy shit all the time, but <laughs> the truth, it just showed up it's right true, here again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's true. And, and I want the people to know out there that, you know, I'm not that kind of coach. I'm a, I'm a real coach. I'm in the, I meet you where you're at. I take you where you want to go. And we get around the obstacles. I, ma I help them master their genius. So what did you practice after that? So you found out, you lost the deal. You're like, no, need to document. So you're actually working for a CRM company. So you start applying the CRM company to you. And all of a sudden, you start making notes, keeping. And, and then what was the moment at which you started? And then you practice that for a long period of time. 
When did you see the effectiveness of that? Almost immediately. Because what happened was, like I was saying, is I could manage about 35 deals at a time. When you're taking all those notes, I could see that I was doing a much better job. I was selling more Mm -hmm. and I was dealing with more people on a regular basis. Before I made a call, I would go back into the CRM, see what I had, all my notes, everything that I had detailed. So when I got on the call with a person, our next scheduled appointment, I was very knowledgeable what that person wanted to do and what they were trying to accomplish on the next, next call. We weren't starting from scratch. I think one of the big things, especially about a realtor, and we're both in the industry, is the first thing they have to understand is they are realtors. They are salespeople. Yeah. Right? Well, they do. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Go ahead. Ray Kroc has a great... Have you ever seen Ray Kroc speak? Yep. He's the uh, McDonald's McDonald's developer. I used to work at McDonald's. I was a McDonald's So he stood up in in front of a crowd of 3,000 people, and his first question was, what business am I in? And everyone says, ah, the food business, the restaurant business. Restaurant business, hamburgers, fast food. Fast food. And he said, no, you're completely wrong. I'm in the real estate business, right? I buy and sell property. And I think what people have to understand is, first of all, they have to understand the business that they're in, right? And once you understand the business that you're in or – the type of business that you're in, I think that your life becomes much easier because you, you accept, start. You accept what you're doing. Correct. Well, here's the thing about salespeople, and you help me out here because you've seen lots of them too, right? Because this is what we do. We, we coach, help, mm-hmm. mentor salespeople. So you said it's about relationships and helping. And when you come from relationships and helping, and that's the focus, and you're selling real estate to do it, or you're selling a product to realtors to do it, but you're always wanting to help. It's actually what I call being an advocate for your purpose. So a salesperson can get <clears> caught up in the identity of a salesperson and they feel slimy, they feel pushy, yes. they don't want to make calls, they don't feel they have value. So what I do with my clients is, is I help them shift in their genius that, yes, you're in sales, but you're an advocate for your purpose. An advocate is someone who speaks on behalf of, who really represents their mm-hmm. purpose, and they have to identify that purpose. And in the Purpose Driven Realtor program, that's what we do, right? So basically the life wheel we talked about, that leads you there. Love the life wheel. Exactly. So (laughs) the relationships, helping people is your purpose. You do that by selling this product, but you're actually selling help in relationships. And I want people to understand, talk to that a bit about how that's, I get that we're all in sales and we have to understand that. Mm -hmm. But what I just said, what what resonates for you and what I just said there and how I coach my clients? Absolutely. So typically when you're talking to a customer, there's only two reasons that someone's going to buy. It's either to make more money or save money, mm-hmm. but it's all driven. And I'll argue that to the death. If anybody wants to have an argument with, oh, they'll get that, all. They'll say, no, know, no, 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 no. It's they about want this, a home. They want this. this. No, yeah, yeah. no. It's an investment in themselves because they could rent if they wanted yes. to rent for a home, or they could, you know, they could, you know. But when they buy. It's for an investment in themselves because that's the measurement. The brain's always measuring value. Mm -hmm. And when people buy something, they measure that value on how it's going to impact their life. And so they're either buying to improve their life or to save money, which is improving their life. life Everyone's buying something to improve their life. I agree. Tucked behind those two comments is a pain somewhere. Mm -hmm. There's always a pain point. So as a realtor, if someone's looking to buy a new home as a first-time buyer they're trying to solve a pain and their pain is I don't want to waste any more money on rent Mm -hmm. or I'm having a child and I'm going to outgrow my... Or I have no investments and I need to invest in something. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a future. Sure. Either way, Uh, there's a pain that they want to solve. Find out their pain. Yes. Find their pain first. Once you have their pain, then you can start discovering the solution to that pain. 
Then you start building the value around that right. solution. And let's talk about mastering your genes. Right? Everybody has a solution for their own life. It's yes. like, okay, I can only hold 36 memories. 37 is where I bust. My solution mm-hmm. is this. And I want everyone to know if you take the time, and that's what my coaching process is and probably your mentoring process, if you're with someone who really wants a relationship and cares for you, they're going to ask you questions to develop your genius, not tell you and give you the answers because that's only building their ego up with you. So I love working with people, asking questions. They're like, well, what do you think I should do? You know, you coach 400 realtors. You've been doing this for 10 years. You're a top producer. And it's like, doesn't matter. Not my life, not my business. Mm -hmm. So we're going to just shift over now to Amplify Modern Agent, which is social media. So let's have a quick talk about social media, Amplify. You know, it's, it's a lead generation well, give me, give me a quick sales. What's, what's, what is Amplify and, and Modern the, Agent? The 22nd elevator pitch of yeah, Amplify perfect. is that we connect consumers, and you can call them buyers yep. and sellers of yep. real estate, to a professional real estate agent. And we do that through social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram specifically today. Facebook is still the number one social media site across the world, although you'll hear people say, oh, I don't go on Facebook as mm-hmm. much as I used to, or I'm using Instagram more. Mm-hmm. But the reality is when you come to selling real estate uh, and driving are... leads, the stats are Facebook is the best value. Now, there'll be other ones that come in the future and we'll adapt to that as a company. But our goal, again, when I was at Realtor.com, uh, I really, it's it's frustrating for me to see people and Realtors specifically in this case, because that's who we're dealing with on, yep. a, on a regular yep. basis, struggle. How do I get leads? I can't afford to spend on some of the big lead well, thousand, generation thousand tools, to $3, right? $3,000 a month, $36,000. I mean, we for, did it. For 40 leads we, a year. We did it for our three offices. You know, we, yeah. and it was a good one. It was Tiger Leads. Tiger Lead, which was a really good it product. It was a really good product. Yeah. And we did it. And the thing is, a lead is not a deal. So everyone thinks, oh, it's going to be good. And then they don't follow up. They don't convert. They don't curate Correct. it, right? So let's just talk really quick about the pain point for realtors. Mm-hmm. So that was your 30-second speech. Thank yep. you very much. Anything else you want to say before I go into the next one? So what we try and do is make it easy for them to understand technology. Technology is a struggle for a lot of realtors. Right. They don't understand it. They don't get so it. there's a pain. So we set it up for them so it basically runs... It's automated for them, right? right? Once they decide how much they want to spend. And so we provide the content that's going to go out regularly. So every couple of days, you'll see a piece of content, which gives them some relevancy on social media. But then if they want to grow their business, I mean, every realtor should have a plan. Let's let's, let's talk about the pain points now, Mm -hmm. because you're saying we got to find the pain points. So here's Mm -hmm. the pain points of realtors. Number one is time to do it. And the next, number one is understanding how to do it. They get on there, they, they hit a roadblock, they have to enter something, or they don't even remember their password to get into Facebook to do it in the first place. The second pain point is after that is the content they put on there. What do I put on there? What's going to be a value? I don't want to be a slimy, shitty realtor. I don't want to put on crap. I don't want to put on recipes. I want to put on something that is value. That represents me. The biggest mistake is listings and open houses. Because when you post a listing or an open house to your Facebook sphere, let's say the average realtor has 250 people on Facebook that, that that are friends with them. How many of those are relevant to what their business is? So for instance, I look at my myself and I have 380 friends on Facebook, but the majority of those people are based in Montreal or Ottawa or yeah, Toronto yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because I grew yeah, up, up or, and I grew so up it's there better to my target high school it friends. where you want it to go. So that's kind of like yeah. who's your market. And that's what you guys do as well is yeah. you have geographically targeted ads, Correct. right? So, I mean, most people don't understand that. Even people in the social media business that I've seen my clients hire that I say to them, well, do a dark post. That's what it was called in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is that? And then after that, it was like geographically targeted ads. And they're like, how do you do that? And then all of a sudden, Facebook comes up with a very easy step-by-step process that nobody does. Third pain point, their relationship with money. 
Because people, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Don't you agree? Absolutely. People don't invest in themselves. Top producers do. They they hire coaches. I mean, the number one, I have a waiting list of 125 people. And in that waiting list of 125 people, they're all top producers. And they're phoning me and hounding me. And I'm like, sorry, I have no time. I'm putting them together in groups now. We're meeting in groups. They're loving that. That's great. That's how I'm trying to get to them. They're investing in themselves. But that's 1% of an industry, Okay. So now we're in an industry of 99%. Now in greater Vancouver, we're somewhere around 14,500 realtors, of which the stat was in the first six months, 10,000 of them didn't even do a deal in this correcting market. Yet the top producers are still working. They're still getting their things. They're buying products like Modern Agent. They're buying Amplify. I'm finding that the implementation stops at the pain point of money and spending money on themselves. It's also time, right? Like So one of the biggest pains is time and value. So a lot of our customers, they'll implement the product. You have the ability to turn it on and off depending on how your situation is. So for instance, if you're really busy and we've delivered some great leads and you're working those leads, so you can turn it off for a few days and decide not to use it. Which would be crazy because it's like, I've got these I just great want to keep leads. Building my pipeline. Wouldn't I want to keep building my pipeline? Yeah. But then there's this worry. It's $6 a day. That's Correct. actually, you know, and then that's going to cost me this much times by this much. The worst case scenario, honestly, at the end of the day with taxes and everything included, we're looking at about seven fifty because it's US $6 and it's Canadian. So we're looking at $7.50 a day. Call it $7 a day for math. Five days a week, 35 times that by four. You're looking at 140, let's say 160. $160 a month dedicated to generating geographically targeted leads in your yeah. marketplace. And I'll, I'll tell you what it is. Like I was, because I had my franchises, because I own three franchises with partners and we brought it to my office and it was free to my office. And I realized even when it was free to my office, it was amazing product that could do this people weren't using it and they weren't downloading it because they're skeptical. Canadians are skeptical. Absolutely. And then it's like, well, how much are they getting and what are they doing? And all the gremlin doors come up of getting in the way of their success. Mastering your genius is taking risk for failure, as you just told me. Absolutely. Right? Mastering your genius is, is what do I need to do that's uncomfortable, like investing in my business? Like my businesses, this podcast, everything I do is an investment. It costs me money. I have people. We have Zach on the camera. We have, you know, Abdul doing the social media. Everything I do is an investment in my business. And there is no instant gratification, is there? No, it takes time. So let's talk about that. And and, and, I mean, I look at a realtor or I look at realtors who used to call us at realtor.com. And even today, if you're a realtor, you should be planning 2020 right now. Oh, absolutely. Right right now. Well, you got to build a business to make 2020 happen. You can't just expect to work harder and get more. But what happens on January 5th? Oh, that's when they goal set. That's when they start setting their goals for the year. So they're already a month behind. They don't have any new listings for the year where their goal was 30. And they get to September of next year and they've only done 19 and they're way behind their goals and they're stressing about it. So they go back and set it for 30 again. It's it's actually a negative spin. I don't, you know, it's like when I say there's no crying in goal setting. You know, there's no crying in baseball. I do it all the time and they change all the time. Well, goal setting is the brain has to do a mathematical equation, right? Something plus something equals something. If I don't know what I want, how do I know what to do? So the goal gives you the direction to do it. Now, if you go into a marketplace and you're not reaching your goals, then you haven't built the right business. You've got the wrong equation. They all think it's about them. They didn't do it or, you know, or whatever, or it's the market or something like that. You know, it's building a business that you can trust. So you need leads generated to have access, to have a drip funnel so you can get to them. So you better invest in some leads. You need to get out there and do open houses. You need to door knock, you need to cold call, whatever you need to do in your business as an entrepreneur, 
Because, you know, modern agent could easily go into any entrepreneurial field after this. Oh, yeah. Is absolutely. that a bit of a vision? Yep, for sure. We're going to start with real estate because that's what we know because we're the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the guys get we work. Get that settled. Get, that, get it know. settled. Get the product perfected. I mean, it's pretty good as is, but there are some things, yep. some suggestions some people have made to us that make a ton of sense. Yep. But then the mortgage industry is huge yeah. for us. I mean, travel agents, there's lots of independent yeah. travel agents. So Anywhere that I need to generate leads. Period. Anywhere you need to generate that's, leads. That's, that's what yeah. we, we need to be seen. Top of mind awareness. Where Well, where would I go for top of mind awareness? How about social media? I could take my camera right now. I've already posted that I'm going to be here on Instagram. Then I'm going to take a picture with you and I'm going to be on Instagram with Stu. Then after that, Dennis is coming in and then I'm going to be on Instagram with Dennis. And then I'm going to go for a coffee and say, look, wow, what a long day. And I'm going to post this. People are going to see that I'm working, right? Why am I doing this? Grow your sphere, grow, grow your influence even more. But here's the thing. So if I'm a realtor and I don't have a plan or if I'm anybody and I don't have a plan. So I always used to tell people that you should have a target of the number of leads you want to drive every week to your business. So if someone says, I think I can handle 10 new leads every week, multiply that by four, that's 40 a month. Multiply that by 12. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the compound effect for it's, sure. It's, a compounded, yeah, it's a compounded effect. But how are you going to get those eight leads? So let's say I am subscribing to Modern Agent and Modern Agent's going to deliver me four okay. of those per week because I'm spending $8 a day. Okay. And I can pretty much work out that math. And I know that of those eight leads, a couple of them are going to convert, but really I'll do it based on leads. So I'm getting four from Modern Agent. Where am I going to get the other six? I'm going to become part of the local business group. So how do I get eight appointments a week? How do I get four appointments a week? Correct. How do I get two appointments a week? I don't care. Get an appointment a week. And what it's coming down to now in real estate is people are start talking about cost of lead. It's now cost of transaction. So if I'm going to make, if I'm going to make $100,000 as a realtor, mm-hmm. I've got to have 10 transactions. Just yep, use, 10 a to 12 use, a sure. use a round yeah, number, right? Yeah. 10 transactions. That's here in Greater Vancouver. To drive Probably those in other 10 areas tra- you wish you were in Greater Vancouver. Yeah, yeah 10 yeah. to 12 deals and you make it 100 to 120. But you got to spend 33%. Three, you got to spend 40 grand to make that. Right, grand. but how many leads do I need to get those 10 transactions? And how many people do I need to be talking to to get those transactions? So if you're not growing your sphere and you're happy with 10, you probably won't get to 10. You'll get to seven or something. So here we are talking about, okay, so here's, here's, here's the stuff that, you know, let's just get to the truth now. You mastered your genius and you've come to a realization that when you were in sales, it was about, okay, how many people am I going to be face-to-face? How many people am I going to talk to, okay? Because mm-hmm. I get this. Like, you know, the one thing I hate is going to a, a sales seminar and a guy's like, oh, you need this, 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 this. And if you did five of these and this is what, you'd be a millionaire. And we know that mastering your genius is the most important part because you don't even get out of bed. You do get out of bed, but you don't get started. You don't get to the office till noon. You start to go into depression. You start to go into anxiety. You worry, you freak out. You worry, you freak yeah. out. You're not yeah. focused, right? The whole idea is to be laser focused, and that means to not be defocused. And everyone thinks that I create my clients to be laser focused. I mean, you know, Katrina and the team, they went from, they weren't even top 10 in their office. They're number one in the Fraser Valley now, and they're, you know, they're crushing it. And I keep them focused by dealing with their emotions and thoughts. So we're going to wrap this up now. we got a couple minutes here. So why don't you just give me a real quick idea of what you do on a daily basis to keep your emotions and thoughts focused in the right direction when you know you're an entrepreneur and you might not have any income coming in and where is this going to come from <clears throat> what are you doing to stay laser focused to deal with your emotions and your thoughts on a daily basis. Yeah, so every day we work as a small team. So there's really three of us on this team and then we've got a couple of sales guys but the three main core individuals that are part of Modern Agent, we literally get together every morning at 10.01. And there's a reason it's 10.01. 
because when we get to our 10,001 clients, that's when we've, we'll have said, we're in a good spot. Now let's continue growing. I it. love that. So you created a theme yep. of positivity <clears throat> connected to a future positive outcome. So when I get there at 1001 every day, I'm reminding myself we're going to get to 10,001 clients. Great leadership, a great mental process to put in place. Here's the thing, and I'll give you an example of why it works so well. I had a guy in the office last week. He was meeting me at 10. He came into the office, we shook hands, and I said, excuse me for one minute, I actually have to do our daily call with my two other guys. Yeah. And he was like, you're going to go? And I said, I need just five minutes. I went on very quickly, gave my positive point, and yeah. what I learned the day before, yeah. those are the kind of the two yeah. features that we do, take something positive While developing out of a product, every day. Right? While you're developing While a product. While we're developing Here's a product. Here's a positive point. Here's what I learned. Let's implement Here's what that. I learned Great. yesterday. Good. Plus one in. And the other two guys do the same thing. And then at the weekly meeting, we'll cover it in more detail. But really, every day, take something positive out of what you do. Keeps me going. If I went home at the end of every day and was negative, because startup world is not easy. No. It would be very tough to get up the next morning, whereas I pop out of bed right now. 10.01. 10.01. 10.01, man. I yeah. get it. I love yeah. it. It's it's smart. It's like, for me, no cognitive programming. I need to do something over and over and over again. It's like when you see 11.11 on the on the clock or you know or whatever you see, right? So 10.01, it's, that's amazing. That's a great takeaway. Well, thanks, Stu. I really appreciate your time. We're up today. So I think I'm going to bring you back again, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. Anytime. And just do a little bit more of the uh, mastering the genius. I think we got a little bit of sales in there, which I think is good. But I really wanted people to understand that you know, for you to get where you got to and what you're doing now to stay where you're at, they can see, I think, some cognitive processing, some, you know, your genius, uh, mastering your genius. Yep. And, and it's, a, it's a constant journey. So Yeah, I have uh, lots I just, of other thoughts around it, too. So, <laughs> I mean, half an hour goes really quick. Oh, it goes way too yeah, quick. Really Anyways. quick. Well, thanks for your time. If you guys are interested in Modern Age and Amplify, check it out on the App Store or Google As Play. It's best to go to the website, AmplifySocial.com. Okay, AmplifySocial.com. Awesome. Thanks, Stu. Great guest. Stay tuned. Check out some of the other podcasts. Today was a Master Your Genius podcast. There's some coaching one-on-one podcasts. Uh, everyone have a great day, and uh, we'll, we'll see you again. Thank you. Ciao. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Master Your Genius podcast. You can rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Master Your Genius 